Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Bet Online? This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, hockey is starting, NBA upcoming, baseball playoffs soon as well. Plus, hey, the Ryder Cup so you can lay some money down on Team USA as well. 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. Betonline.ag is the website. Bet Online, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonnette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, Stanley Law Offices, Ken's Auto Detailing, and our good friends over at the Allen Angus Pub. Remember, before and after all the big events in central New York, make sure you stop by the Allen Angus Pub, home of the best darn Angus Burger in town. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to our friends of the platter. That includes the Swan and Whitaker families. And Bob Lindsley and Daryl Abert. All right, let's recap some Syracuse Army. I was at the game stringing, uh, doing some stats for ESPN. And, um, you know, this game obviously was really, really touch and go for a while because Army literally at one point had the ball more than four times in terms of time of possession than Syracuse. And I think at the half, I think a lot of people were kind of like, oh my gosh, like if Syracuse doesn't score, you know, down 10 3. Uh, you know, getting the ball coming out, like how many possessions are, are are the Orange going to get? And it was a very fair question. And I had talked to a few people, you know, some fans at the at the half, and they were kind of getting, you know, a little jittery and all the rest. And, and like I said, rightfully so. Um, you know, when you look at the time of possession, there were two major, major, major drives by Army uh, in this game. One of them was in the second quarter. It was 19 plays for 64 yards over nine minutes and 20 seconds. Army 
had one in the first quarter that resulted in a touchdown. That previous one that I mentioned was a field goal, but the first one in the first quarter was 11, or excuse me, 17 plays over 75 yards and 925 in possession. So when you look at this, you're looking at 18 minutes and 45 seconds, and you're looking at 36 plays. Um, that's a big chunk of change. That's a big chunk of time. And, you know, Syracuse, they were getting manhandled at the line of scrimmage. Um, there was some worry, obviously, that this would be a club that, you know, wouldn't, uh, you know, wouldn't back down, that wasn't getting tired. Um, you know, the, the Syracuse defensive line couldn't do anything about it. But when you play a team like Army, and it's a rare thing in today's football, whether it's college football or the NFL, they make you uncomfortable and they have their style and they are never changing it until you make them. And Syracuse did an outstanding, outstanding job in the second half. I was wondering why they didn't throw up to, you know, their wide receivers, guys who are just really a lot taller uh, and a lot more athletic than the corners of the Army cadets. Okay, no disrespect to Army, but their corners, their secondary is incredibly small. When you look at Damian Elford, it's 6'6", 210 pounds. Donovan Brown, 6'1", 185. Um, when you look at some of these, I mean, you know, everywhere you look, it's 6'1", you know, 6'2", 6'3", across the board. And, you know, for... Um, for Army, a lot of their guys are like 5'11 and, and, and six foot at, at the tallest. And I just felt like maybe, you know, Syracuse should have opened up the field a little bit in the first half. And they eventually did that with Alford, Hatcher, Brown, a little bit of LaQuint Allen, three catches, of course, you know, uh, out of the backfield as the running back. But once Syracuse hit these players, you know, I think that they were really able to take off and... Um, you know, finally score some points. Now, the first drive, they did not succeed, um, you know, in the third quarter. And the Dome got, you know, kind of edgy. I mean, they were they were getting kind of impatient. And then, you know, Syracuse gets the ball back with 7.50 to go. Uh, they score finally. Um, Four-play, 66-yard drive um, with LaQuint Allen running it in. And then the defense got a big-time stop. Army was still kind of going with their normal game plan of run, 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 run. But the defense was making plays at that particular point. Army, you know, obviously probably looked at it and said, okay, we can't give up another touchdown. Syracuse scores on the 10-play, 91-yard drive with 341 to go. Um, you know, by the way, Army went into this game 10 for 10 on fourth down, which is just wild to think about. But Syracuse, that was an outstanding drive. It was super efficient. They were working quickly. And they had a 91-yard drive over 341. The defense comes back with another stop. Syracuse then scores again. By the way, on that previous drive, they missed the freaking extra point. you got to be kidding me. And then in the fourth quarter, it was just a total domination by Syracuse. And frankly, in the second half, it was. I mean, they outscored Army 26-6. to And in the, the fourth quarter, um, you know, uh, Syracuse really took it to them. Army didn't score again, uh, by the way. I mean, they scored uh, 10 points in the first half, and, and then they didn't score again until the last bit there in the fourth quarter, which was, you know, pretty much the game was in hand, um, which really frustrated me, actually, because in victory formation, the last, like, minute and a half, two minutes, you know, Dino Baber sends back in LaQuint Allen and Garrett Schrader. I mean, why are you sending starters back in the game when you have it in hand? It made absolutely no sense. But anyway, Syracuse is up 19-10 to 10 at that particular point. 
um, you know, after they get the field goal, uh, then the defense is getting stops. You know, Army's throwing the ball all over the yard at that point, trying to catch up. And that's where, you know, which leads me to the next point is that, again, Army is going to play this way uh, until you force him not to. And then eventually Bryson Daly has to throw it around and he's throwing picks, right? And, and that's, you know, once Syracuse opened up the game with the passing, it opened up their run game, they take the lead, and then they force Army to do something they don't want to do, which is throw the football. And so I thought it was just an awesome, finally, adjustment by Jason Beck at the half, the OC, who really called an almost, in my opinion, perfect football game the week before at Purdue, and Syracuse got it done. So uh, an important win for the Cuse. Now they're 4-0 uh, as they head into Clemson week. I'm going to get into a little bit of that uh, coming up next and a little bit also into the defensive side of the football. But Syracuse, again, a must, must, must win at home. Uh, this is a team that really, you know, again, I said it at the beginning of the year, they had to start strong and end strong. I don't know what they're going to do going into the gauntlet here with Clemson at home and then at UNC playing against Drake May at quarterback, who's a top five pick, and then also obviously having to deal with Florida State on the road right now, a college football playoff contender. But it's going to be an unbelievable, unbelievable test of three games, but I think Syracuse can beat pretty much from here on out. I think they can beat everybody on the schedule except Florida State. I really do think that their offense is high powered. They're overcoming their injuries, uh, you know, with Gadsden being out their top weapon, and of course Wollabaugh the right tackle. Uh, but now they're getting into it, and we'll see, you know, how good they really, really are. Um, I'd like to see them win, you know, minimum one in the gauntlet. I, I think their best chances this week against Clemson. Um, but we'll see. You know, it's going to be a very interesting test. Um, I, I think if they can win one of two, but man, if they could steal two or three, I think the season could be really set up to be special. But we have seen Dino's teams in the past collapse at the end of the year, uh, whether it's because of injuries or because of Dino's bad coaching. Um, you know, injuries at Syracuse are a bigger deal than Florida State. They're a bigger deal than, you know, USC, Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon, uh, uh, Clemson. Um, you know, uh, 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 Georgia, uh, Bama, uh, they're just a bigger, bigger LSU. They're a bigger deal because you don't have the depth. And at a lot of those programs, you got five stars waiting behind five stars, waiting behind four stars, waiting behind five. I mean, just, it, it, it's one thing after another, after another with these guys just rolling people out. And so Syracuse in a different dilemma there. Um, and we have seen that, right? We have seen the depth take a hit because of the injuries. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing these next three games and seeing just how much of uh, a challenge Syracuse presents to Clemson, Carolina, and Florida State. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Ken's Auto Detailing, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, and Trey Walewski of Under Armour Golf. Hey, make sure to buy Under Armour Golf and other apparel direct from Trey Walewski and get your gear for wholesale. That's right, no middleman markup. All you have to do is email Trey today at TreyPGASales at gmail.com. That's Trey, T-R-E-Y, P-G-A sales, Trey, P-G-A sales at gmail.com, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. If you ever need anything out there, definitely do it again. Big company buys and all the rest. The middleman simply goes away with Trey Walewski of Under Armour Golf. And again, thanks to friends of the platform, the Swan and Whitaker families and Daryl Aber. More SU football talk coming up next on the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember, when you do subscribe to the show, you're going to get new and archived episodes delivered right to your smartphone. And uh, some of those archived episodes are 
really, really good because the guests are amazing, including Gary Myers, the longtime NFL columnist and insider who just wrote that brand new book on uh, the Giants of eight, uh, 86, a Super Bowl champ. So uh, it's called Once a Giant. You can go buy that on uh, online where books are sold and, of course, major bookstores uh, nearby like your Barnes and Noble, Noble and all the rest. And it's just an amazing, amazing read. I finished it uh, four nights ago, actually, and uh, I, I just can't say enough about it. So Gary Myers is one of the recent podcasts. I had Rich Cohen on who wrote about the tremendous 87-88 NBA season with Isaiah Thomas and uh, Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and you know, really, uh, two dynasties in, in the 80s with the Celtics and the Lakers, and then one in the making in terms of the Chicago Bulls and uh, a little mini dynasty with the Detroit Pistons as well. So make sure you go listen to those episodes ASAP on the ML Sports Platter. So real quick, I mean, Clemson is coming off of a game where they really should have beaten Florida State, right? They're up 24-17 to in that game. Uh, Florida State punts it. Clemson returns it big. Um, you know, they should have literally won the game 24-17. to They're up. They're in Florida State territory. Uh, and then all of a sudden, a blitz comes, and I don't know how Klubnik doesn't see it, the quarterback. He gets popped. The ball comes loose. It's bouncing around. Defensive lineman and all the rest. Uh, a secondary player comes up and grabs it. He runs it uh, all the way back, ties the game. Clemson misses a, 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 an easy kick uh, later on. Uh, they go to overtime, and it's just all Florida State at that point. Uh, Coleman catches the touchdown. He's probably the best wide receiver right now in the ACC, I would say, the transfer uh, from Michigan State. I mean, he has just been... He's been unbelievable, man. Um, you know, catching balls. He dominated against LSU, uh, and, and he had the unbelievable catch in the end zone with, with the throw from Jordan Travis against Clemson that was absolutely sensational. And I, I, he just shines. He's just such a great player. He's going to play on Sundays. Uh, he's tall. He's lanky. He's got great hands. He runs all the awesome routes. So uh, he's going to be a problem for Syracuse's secondary here in a couple of weeks as well. But Clemson really had that one. They should have won that game. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. They let that one slip away. Um, and now they're coming in hungry to the dome. Uh, but I think Syracuse can beat them. I really do. And I'm going to pick Syracuse in this game. I am. I'm going to go. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout in this game. I'm going to go 38-35. I think Syracuse gets it done. I think they get a key drive in the fourth quarter at home. I think that the JMA and no wireless dome is crazy loud. Uh, I'm hoping that people show up. This is going to be a great one. Uh, it's at noon. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Uh, and I love when Clemson's here because, you know, it's big boy football. It's big boy program. It's big boy brand. It's big, you know, it's Dabo. It's it's the tradition. It's it, it's the logo. It's uh, uh, a superior team that, that has been kings of the ACC for really a long time. And um, I just love it when they're here. I love their fan base, by the way. They're super cordial. They're super nice coming up from the South. They've got nothing but great things to say about Central New York and the places and the food and the people. Um, so I'm really looking forward to Clemson being up here. I haven't heard from ESPN yet. I'm hoping I'm getting the gig. It's an ABC game at, uh, at noon. Um, so I'm hoping that I do get the gig and, and that I'm back there. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just love when Clemson's here. It, it really is one of my favorite weeks. And, um, you know, when you look at Clemson this year so far, I mean, they, you know, the season is literally on the line for them. I mean, if they want to hold on to something like a really great bowl, they've got to come up to Syracuse and win this thing, right? I mean, they have to win because, um, you know, boy, if they don't, it's going to get really, really ugly, uh, really, really soon. Right. And, um, <clears throat> you know, they still have uh, some challenging games left on the schedule, this is a team that, again, is, is a shell of itself. There is no Deshaun Watson. There is no Trevor Lawrence. Uh, there is no dominating defensive line. Uh, they have gotten pushed around multiple times this year. They have two losses on the year. They've gotten blown out by Duke. Uh, they lose an OT to Florida State. they got to go at Syracuse. They still have to play at Miami. they got Notre Dame at home. they got North Carolina at home. I mean, they still have some really, really, really hard games. And so uh, they, if they don't win this game, they'll be 2-3 and three and 
it's going to be a very, very hard, uh, hard rest of the way. I mean, I, I think if they lose against Syracuse, I think you're looking probably at like an eight and four, gosh, even seven and five type of team. I mean, it really could fall apart for the Clemson Tigers. And, you know, they still have tons of NFL guys on this roster. Don't get me wrong. They have four stars and five stars across the board. But Cade Klubnick is not, you know, Trevor Lawrence. And Will Shipley is a really great player, but he's not Travis ATN. You know, he's not um, uh, he's not some of these great backs that have been there uh, in the past. You know, they don't have, uh, you know, these guys like Tyler Brown and Antonio Williams and uh, Bo Collins. I mean, no disrespect here, but, I mean, my God, I mean, you know, they're nowhere near, you know, a Boyd and a Watkins and uh, some of the premier receivers that Clemson has had. And same goes for the defense. They're just not the same team. Uh, when a team takes a back uh, seat to where they were, uh, where Alabama is right now compared to previous couple of years, same thing with Clemson and all the rest. Um, it's a layered thing, but it usually does start with the quarterback, uh, and then you kind of go from there, and, and that's where Clemson is right now. So uh, Syracuse needs to take full advantage. Um, I think if Syracuse's offensive line can produce and, and, and keep Garrett Schrader upright uh, and the defense can make stops on third down, and they can stop the run in terms of Will Shipley, or at least contain the run. Um, you know, those would be a few keys for me. Uh, playing smart is huge. You know, everything goes into playing smart. Everything goes into that category, does it not? I mean, it goes into uh, the category with the likes of turnovers and penalties and all that sort of stuff. Uh, if they can do all those things, I think Syracuse can win this football game. I don't think there's any question about it. You're home. You're undefeated. You're playing with confidence. This is not the same Clemson team. You're better, I think, than last year. I really believe that so far you've shown that. I don't know what the record is going to be. I don't know if the record is going to be indicative of that. Um, it's funny because they lost Matthew Bergeron uh, to the draft and they lose Sean Tucker um, you know, to the NFL. And they've already lost Gadsden. They've already lost uh, uh, you know, Wollaba. Um, but I almost feel like the system 3-3-5 is better. Uh, Marlo Wax is a stud. Um, and you know they've already gone on the road and won a Power 5 game. So... Uh, I think record-wise, they have a chance to eclipse last year, certainly, because, you know, last year they finished 7-5. and five. Uh, They started the year 6-0. and oh, They should have finished way better than that. I mean, way better. Even if you go 500 the rest of the way, you're 9-3. and three. Um, But I think that this is a better football team right now. Um, we'll see how the season goes on, right? But right now, they appear to be a better football team because I think they're also withstanding a lot of different things. And I think a lot of their mid-level players we weren't sure about are better than we thought. And so Syracuse, let's see what happens against Clemson. But as far as four games in, a great win over Army. And the last thing I'll say is Army, look, it's football. End of the day, what's more important is us tipping our cap, us you know, putting our hand on our heart during the national anthem, us supporting the red, white, and blue, us thanking the men and women who defend our way of life and our freedom every single day. And I had that thought in my head a lot, you know, Military Appreciation Day and all the rest at the Dome. And I just wanted to thank every single woman and man in the Army, in the Navy, in the Coast Guard. I mean, it goes all the way beyond Army as well. Uh, you know, a lot of you folks might have gone and tailgated and drank some beers and had some food or, 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 and or gone to the game. Uh, or maybe you're at home having a party or you're out at, you know, a, a restaurant watching, you know, the cues. And, you know, we take for granted a lot of what we do. We take for granted just getting up and going to the grocery store. We take for granted going and picking up some takeout lunch. You know, we take for granted, you know, waking up and just brushing our teeth in, in the freedom of our own home, for God's sakes. A lot of that is because those men and women, you know, defend our way of life. And I just wanted to say thank you to those with uh, with Army and, uh, and, and those beyond as well. 
uh, in the armed forces, uh, you know, Naval Academy and all the rest, uh, Air Force. Uh, but yeah, Army being here was pretty cool, and it, and it gives you kind of a chance to, you know, appreciate things and, and certainly say thanks to those who defend our freedom and our way of life on a daily basis. ML Sports Platter, brought to you by CH Insurance, Bonnet Sales and Service, Rosie's Corner, and Burton Ace Hardware. Hey, we're getting into that fall season right now, and anything you need inside and outside of your home, head on over to Burton Ace Hardware, Route 11 in Brewerton, off the Bartell Road in front of the Brewerton Bridge. Brewerton Ace Hardware, sign up for the rewards program as well. They're a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. This is Joe Convertino Jr. at CH Insurance. Over the years, the Orange have set a great example of teamwork, and it's what we strive toward every day with our talented team, clients, and partners. Follow us on social media. Go SU! We're in your corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.